yo, yo, people, welcome back. We are here. It's We Can Be Heroes. It's your boy, your host, John Toronto. Of course, we're here to talk about something that we haven't talked about in quite some time, or honestly, ever. Uh, we weren't over here in the movie era before we started this young episode here. Uh, we Can Be Heroes is here to talk about some Black Widow. Little bro, Matt Toronto, how are we doing? Uh, you know, I'm hanging in there. My LDs are acting up for this particular episode, so... Uh, expect uh, a lot of sniffles uh, and sneezes throughout the uh, episode for today. So, uh, fair warning uh, to the viewers out there. I apologize. Uh, he's just he's just very emotional about how great of a movie Black Widow was. We all know it. He doesn't want to say it, but you know, uh, maybe I'll convince him by the end of this episode to to really agree with what I agree with. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. not. But uh, look, we. We have not done a Marvel movie yet for We Can Be Heroes. Uh, obviously, we started post uh, the major COVID hit, right, where, where a lot of the movies were canceled or, or pushed back. Uh, and, and you know, we, we had the episode a few weeks ago where we talked about our first experience back into a theater in general. You know, we watched uh, A Quiet Place Part 2. Not really hero related, but in a sense, it is, right, because every, every movie essentially has a hero depending on the type of genre it is. Uh, but you know, the Marvel experience is different, uh, for those who haven't watched before or listened to another, uh, past episode, Matt, uh, older brother, Angel, my wife, uh, and, and our friend Grant, we have a Marvel crew, right? We go, we go out, we, uh, watch every movie together or have for, for quite some time. And, uh, we haven't done that. It's been since 20, 2019 that we've been able to actually do that. So, um let's go over that real quick what i mean for me you know i felt like i was on cloud nine so i mean for those who don't know that was my birthday is the day we went to to watch it july 8th um all i wanted was literally to just eat sushi which matt tried for the first time ever we'll we'll get your experience on sushi in a bit um and and watch marvel and that's what we did and uh you know it felt super weird to have a fully packed theater. You know, uh, I think a quiet place part two, it was still in the midst of New York's kind of strict COVID guidelines where they couldn't really fill the theater. This was filled like the all restrictions off. Like there were maybe five to 10 seats open and they were just random sporadic seats where people didn't just get a seat. Right. Um, so uh, for me, I, just to to see the Marvel credit rolling and to see the trailers of the movies we know that are coming and I mean all of it combined it's just it was it was like nostalgic even though it's not too long ago right nostalgia really goes supposed to go further back than a, a year or two but uh, that's what it felt like I, I felt like in heaven <laughs> you know like have, uh, the theater is where I'm meant to be. And I will never find myself watching a Disney or uh, a new released Marvel movie on Disney Plus because the experience in itself elevates the movie right away, right? And then you you rate it based on the the content within the movie right away, uh, which is you know we'll we'll go over our quick reviews and then we'll go kind of deeper into the movie itself. Um, I think that's why I pretty rated it pretty high myself, Matt, and I know you weren't really high on my rating, um, but the movie experience going back to the theater for the first time really helped elevate that for me. So um, what was yours like? I mean, how, how did it feel to, to be back in the theater and, and uh, watch a Marvel movie? 
Yeah, you know, look, I uh, I said from the beginning, it was uh, a surreal experience to be back uh, with the nest setting to watch a Marvel movie. Uh, the last one is a little over two years ago. Uh, you know, a little movie called Avengers Endgame. Um, and from that point on, we waited uh, quite a while. There are multiple pushbacks from different kinds of projects, from WandaVision to Loki, uh, Falcon, obviously Black Widow, uh, which has finished production prior uh, to the pandemic. So Marvel definitely had to shift around uh, projects within their uh, schedule, uh, which has proven uh, effectively uh, all of the projects that have released thus far in this uh, COVID uh, you know, era. Uh, dare I say, has been successful. Uh, Black Widow made, if you're not sure if you're aware, made $215 million uh, this opening weekend, um, both uh, on Disney Plus as well as the box office. And I believe the box office made more uh, money, actually, which is a, is a testament to the theatrical experience. Um, right. So, yeah, I mean, I think what, what definitely you know, made the experience more favorable is I was able to surround myself with those who, uh, who are uh, fond of the MCU movies. Um, now, in regards to what I thought about the movie overall, it's a, it's a different story, but I, I agree. It was definitely um, a welcome change instead of, you know, sitting home and watching through my TV screen or uh, a laptop. Right, right. I agree with you on that. And, the, and as far as rating... Uh... You know, back on uh, the OTS website page, you know, I did a I did a quick rating right after I watched the movie with with uh, Derek Myers, uh, the one obviously helps operate uh, OTS here, uh, runs it for for that matter. Uh, I'll give my quick rating again. You know, I, personally, I rated it um, eight point five out of ten, and uh, my comment, I guess, with that was uh, Scarlett Johansson was completely outshined by Florence Pugh. Like Florence Pugh's, uh, like dynamic presence on screen was leaps and beyonds better, in my opinion, and this might be a hot take, better than anything Scarlett has given us. I'm sorry, like I loved Scarlett, and I thought she was a great yeah. Black Widow. I think Florence Pugh was better than Scarlett as a in performer. The- uh, as in, the, a, in the movie or as a performer within the MCU? A performer within the MCU. There's no, nothing there's there's nothing that completely this is my rating. I, I mean I, I get it, but um yeah. th- there's nothing that Scarlet has given me maybe Endgame's performance, I guess, right? Like the sacrifice say, obviously Endgame, is impactful. Anything else you can argue, I can make an argument for. Anything besides Endgame. So I'll give you I'll give you that. 100 percent Endgame was probably the best if you want to call for it or you know Yelena if you want to call her Black Widow now obviously Endgame's performance was probably better than any Black Widow performance in this specific movie though Yelena slash Florence Pugh absolutely outshined Scarlet in my opinion oh yeah absolutely. I, mean, I would uh, I, I felt yeah. I wouldn't even say connected I, like connect is like emotional thing but I felt like I guess I mean like it's kind of connected like I, I just feel like she did better in this movie which maybe might have been the point and we're going to get into uh specifically what we did and didn't like about the movie but maybe this wasn't really supposed to be it is but maybe it really wasn't really supposed to be a send-off <laughs> you know it seemed like a setup more than a send-off and you know i'm sure you know why too um and then of course we'll get into the post-credit scene that that uh mr matthew uh 
kind of predicted himself. So, you know, it's super exciting and uh, just just uh, so happy to be back in the theater. So happy to go through all this, man. Uh, but Matt, you want to do a quick rating and, and a quick comment before we get uh, deep into the movie and talk about it? Yeah, sure. So um, I was struggling to even give this movie a five out of ten. Uh, but I'm uh, honestly, I think I'm a, I am definitely a four close to a three. Um, the only reason why I am not giving this movie a three is because it is not, there's nothing inherently bad about the film. It is another formulaic generic MCU film that fails to justify existence. Um, the only reason why this film was made to begin with is not necessarily a way to set off the character Natasha Romanoff, but merely to set up future installments in the MCU. Nothing in this film was remotely compelling. Not a single character had an emotional arc. Like there is no arc given to Natasha or any of the characters introduced in the movie. They were just there. Natasha was an observer of events throughout every single moment, up until the third act, where she actually has something to do, which is face off against the, the main villain, a Taskmaster or uh, Drakov, Ray uh, Winstone. Drakov, right? Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, like I. I, I want to be positive as best I can, but I, I like I, I just can't stand this kind of Marvel movie anymore. I I just I want that's why I'm excited for Shang Chi, Eternals, etc. Is I want there to be exciting stories being told instead of you know going back to what we saw before. And Black sure. Widow is a character I don't necessarily like to begin with, so I already had this preconceived bias going in. But that, that's sort of so uh, I, I mean that's so for me that that's where you and I differ, right? So we're literally, as you guys can see, we're total opposite ends of the spectrum when it comes to rating. I don't see this as a Black Widow film. I see this as a Yelena film. Like, this this is... If you look at it from the perspective of this is supposed to be a setup for the future, I love the movie. If you look at it as this is solely to honor Black Widow, I would hate it. Like, that because one, I don't think we really needed that. We knew her ending. There was no suspense throughout this movie, right? Like we, Natasha can't die. We know this. Like she dies in Endgame. She does not die. <laughs> so it, look at it from, it's all, life is about perspective, right? How you perceive things is, is how you either do or don't enjoy it. For me, looking at it as, a, as the, the setup for future MCU films and projects, totally on the eight, the eight, 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 Eight to eight point five range for me, um, but I see why you're. I see. I see exactly what you're saying. So let, don't get me wrong. Yes, another like clone of Winter Soldier, right? Uh, in a way, and or, or similar in a sense to that. Oh, yeah, I mean, I would argue like a more inferior version because. Well, if, no, what what clone in a sense of like what they're trying to do for the film, right? That that yeah, exactly. failing at is one thing, but they tried to do similar yeah. to what they did with Winter so Soldier. I, I think there is there is potential in the themes they could betray, but none of them were what came into fruition. But again, this is sort of ties deeper into the definitely in the spoiler territory. So for those who are uh, who have not watched the film yet, highly recommend to click off the video, but come back. Um, <laughs> we appreciate it. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, in any case. Uh, I, I I would say I reject your opinion. Uh, you in turn do the same. But I, I mean, I, I went in and I knew for a fact that this was not going. I, I it's exactly what I expected. This is it's just not a Marvel movie, and 
my opinion would not affect the success of the franchise at all. Do you think the when is a concern for you, like as far as when it's released? So let me ask you this. This comes out right after Civil War. Where do you have your rating? Oh, actually, I am very happy you mentioned that. So the fact that we already know Natasha's future is a reason why none of these scenes are emotionally resonant because in every sequence, there's a lack of tension. We Continuity-wise, she has to survive unless for whatever reason they pull the whole, you know, she's a clone or this entire time the sister used like a face, like the face popping technology, etc. Um, I think my my rating will probably just be a five. I I think again that like I will look at oh this that's and as, that's I mean that's decent right yeah. like a five. So I, I would I would go up to a five, just because at least this picks up immediately after the events of Civil War. There are genuine repercussions. Shows for the something that's. Yeah, I just don't yeah. think. Like the, the the movie would still be like let's just say the movie released in twenty sixteen in its purest form, nothing is improved upon. This honestly feels like a, a twenty sixteen Marvel movie, or earlier where Marvel was sort of experimenting uh, with their characters and then wanted to put them in these uh, different environments. It's it's a right, tool. I I hear you. So I like I, I, I even though I gave it an eight point five, I I'm like not even mad you gave it a five or five if it came out back then or three now like i'm not mad about it i i think a hundred percent this was too little too late i personally think marvel slash disney were scared to to give her her film like they didn't know they were like well will this be successful at this current moment after we had come out with such a bang of, of a movie in, in in civil war you know what i mean i, I feel like they were scared that it wouldn't make them money that i think that's why they didn't bring it out like that they could have done yeah. all of this back then like there's nothing in this movie that tells me like well i mean except the post-credit scene but that i mean they could have done that later like who, who cares about that you know what i mean yeah like just they were scared they were scared to have to have black little be a centerpiece of the movie and and shame on them for it right because i think now it, it bitters it for a lot of people like you like there's probably people to give it a one. I wouldn't be surprised a one, a one out of ten, point five out of ten because yeah, so too little, too oh, late for yeah. Natasha. And, and not to mention, it's not only too too little, too late. Where I didn't mind it, because that's why I have it higher. Is I loved Elena and, and a little bit of her backstory, and I love that that it did it was supposed to set up the future. You did too little, too late, and then doubled down by not really giving Natasha a, the, the the limelight. Like in a sense, Natasha really had no purpose. <laughs> like she was, like I said, she was. She, she had no. Pur- I mean, aside from being a Black Widow, she really had no purpose. She was done. Like Drakeoff didn't even really. So we'll get into the movie, I guess, a little bit. Drakeoff didn't give a shit about it. If he cared, he she, he would have tried to kill her the ten years prior. I mean, yeah, like, uh, or eight years in that sense. At the first, so let's go into spoiler territory. So what I will say about. The first twenty minutes, they—I would argue—they were excellent. Um, we had a chance to see sort of not Natasha at a young age with the younger Elena. Um, we have a chance to see them interact with Red Guardian, Rachel Wise's character. Right. Um, it brings definitely add more emotion and um, character to that of Natasha. Right. So when we see her years later, 
then uh, she's just you know, purposely isolated and only for her to reunite each later. So the, the first one he went for fine. And then, you know, I was thinking in my back of my mind, wow, this is actually rather well shot. This is fairly well acted. The child actors are not painfully annoying. And it, the movie went on for 40 minutes. And I'm saying, like, the plot hasn't started yet. Like, I know what the plot's going to be. But it objectively has not. It, it, like, if you were to look and get a stopwatch, the moment the, like, the first scene shows up, the plot doesn't kick in until 40 minutes into the movie. Where we it's actually kind of crazy. Where we see Tatler, right? Because I mean, that, that like I know we had um, like the the very long title sequence, which is very creative. This is actually the first time Marvel has ever done one before. Um, you know, we had a chance to see sort of how the Black Widows um, participated in these different missions over the course of history, essentially. Right. Um, it was very cool looking visuals. Uh, I wasn't a huge fan of the song choice, but again, uh, I'm not the biggest music sort of uh, genius, so to speak. So um, th- that's an issue uh, that comes. That's mo- mo- like any issue is subjective. Um, but yeah, it, it was just uh, yeah. I found it very like the, the the pacing was rough, and then there wasn't like a second act. Um, and to go more into detail, like. The first forty minutes is is necessary setup. It's like a, a setup is necessary for any for any movie. Obviously, you need a chance to sort of know the characters, the situations they find themselves in, and then they they free Red Guardian. Red Guardian goes to Rachel Rice's, like they, Red Guardian leaves Elena and Natasha to Rachel Rice's house. They get caught by Taskmaster, and then the dirt act begins. So there's no second act. Like it honestly feels like. This one long act, and it's more like then this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. So it's just I don't know. The, the, they could have easily paced this and structured this story way better. But again, th- that might not be broader stuff for people. They're just looking for Black Widow to kick ass, and that's fine. At the end of the day, you love Marvel. That's great. You know. Yeah, you got something to watch. I mean. You know, I just feel free to rant. By the way, they, they've really, that. yeah, they've they've kind of just because I'm not really focused on the fact that this is supposed to be a Natasha send-off. Um, I that's why I like the movie. I love I like a lot of the things throughout with the humor, with Red Guardian, with uh, with um, oh my God, what's their the mother's name? I can't remember at the moment. Um, loved Yelena, loved the the guy that supplied all the helicopters, and and you know I can't remember his name either. Um, yeah, well, did they ever reveal his name? I don't even think they did actually. Uh, that's right. Um... He, he was you know th- there was a lot of great humor throughout, fitting humor uh, at the time that they came. That typical Marvel humor, I guess you want to call it. Um. They've really done Natasha wrong, man. If you think throughout, I guess throughout the MCU, like she's been kind of little pieces, bits and pieces of, of different movies. Obviously, the Avengers, uh, Cap Soldier, Iron Man. Um, she finally gets her, you know, well, one, she gets her, her, her death in, in Endgame, and it's completely overshadowed by Stark, right? I mean, everybody 
care, care, no, no offense to Natasha, but like everybody cared more about Stark's death than hers. So that's already an overshadow. And then you finally come out with something that's supposed to kind of give us that send off that we thought we'd want. And it wasn't enough. It wasn't really a send off. <laughs> like it just, it was like, hey, this happened before she went to help Steve get everybody out of the, get out of the prison. You know what I mean? Like there was, I didn't, I didn't like that. Um, but it doesn't really affect my rating. You know what I mean? That's that's I think that's where so you let that affect your rating, which is fine. But I I everything you're saying I totally agree with, except the number, because I I care more about the other stuff. That's why mine's is higher. Simply that, simply that. I'm pissed and upset with everything you are. Trust me. Um I just like I loved Yelena as a character. well, Florence Pugh and and then Yelena as a character. Yeah. Uh, I think Red Guardian's definitely going to be in a project in the future as well. Like he, he David Harbour's awesome. We all love David Harbour. I mean, who, who doesn't? For sure. Um, I don't know, man. I I got some issues. You know, you know, one thing I did notice, and I, like I don't know, if, did you ever watch Red Sparrow with Jennifer Lawrence? Um. Red Sparrow with Jennifer Lawrence. No. Have you heard of it? But I, I have heard about the movie, yes. Eerily similar to the Black Widow movie, bro. <laughs> like No, it's okay, so one of those even kind of weird. Yeah. So uh definitely uh feel free to like compare the two because I'm I'm actually curious. So right. do you remember um Hobbs and Shaw? Yes. Um <laughs> Black Widow and Hobbs and Shaw are very similar, uh, if you think about it. But obviously, I'll, I'll sort of uh, explain why, and then uh, you could sort of compare Red Sparrow and Black Widow with each other. So, uh, for those who don't know, uh, of course, John, you can go explain what Red Sparrow is, and then how it connects to sort of uh, the plot beats. That no, it's I, just this is typical like uh, mind control stuff that they that they kind of went with with Black Widow. I had no idea the Black Widows were actually mind controlled chemicals. That's new. Like we were never told that in the past. Yeah, that was. And how weird. was Scarlet or saying Scarlet? How was Natasha able to get out of it? Like, wasn't just Shield? Shield must, I guess, Shield kidnapped yeah, her and yeah. got her out of it somehow. Like I don't. There's some weird plot holes. Like, um, apparently, the girl. Like carrying like all the vials inside of her, or inside of her, Jesus, the uh, the suitcase, um, like knows Yelena, and then like she tosses this uh, smoke on her, on Yelena, uh, in the beginning of the movie, and then she's like, oh my goodness, my sister, and then like says, oh you need to take this, and it, it it's just like. Before that, she was a Black Widow. Right. If you think about it, like she was literally her her objective was to take out. Uh, I, I think so. I, I think the chemical maybe the chemical stuff came into play way after Natasha was brought into the program. You think so? Yeah. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? I, it kind of makes sense. sense. You know, because why would she stop? Like, the argument then would be Yelena was always under the chemical, and wouldn't care about her sister because the chemical. Like, yeah. It, it's just, it gets too confusing. Pop. Plot holes like that really annoy the hell out of me. Yeah, like like the whole Loki thing where uh, the TVA pretty much undermined everything that happened. Here's, at least what we thought undermined. So here's something that, that, that I you know I thought throughout. Um, I think this would have been better as a Disney Plus series. So I, I, I it's funny because I, I was thinking that and um, like after the fact, like would I have liked um, the content better in the Star Wars format? 
Um, uh, probably. I I don't know. It, it's just again, bro. Like it, it was just too too little, too late. Um, because I'm still going to think about her death in Endgame. Right. You know. They sh- so <laughs> they should have gone with my idea and had Natasha be a clone this whole time. <laughs> and she never actually died in Endgame, and she actually died in this movie. I don't know, like yeah, um, I got my issues with the two yeah, for sure. But for so actually for the viewers at home, do you want to explain sort of uh, what your because your what happens in the movie can kind of feel your theory. I don't necessarily agree with it, but do you want to elaborate more on sort of? Uh, why you thought she was a clone, and if that was going to be the case, how? Uh, yeah, I happened? so I just to me is just a random theory. So basically, I, I basically presumed that Yelena would be the one that acted as Black Widow after this movie. So everything that happened after Civil War, which essentially when Yelena with the clone face and stuff like that. I I just wanted hope that Black Widow didn't actually die because in Endgame, I thought it was ridiculous that. It, it, Trust me, Tony Stark's death got me like anybody else. That she was so overshot. I mean, you gotta think, bro. Stark died 45, 50 minutes after she did. <laughs> like, they almost gave no time for people to mourn that death. Like, I mean, she's just an intricate just as intricate a part of that of the Avengers as Stark, right? You know, they gave the little scene, I guess, when they were all upset about it, at the, and Hulk throws a fucking bench, like, ooh, whoop de do. Like, Stark gets a whole send-off with his fake-ass heart. Like, that, they knew they effed up there. And I think they felt this movie movie was needed to to write the ship, but then did not write the ship by not by making this not really a, a uh, Natasha Romanoff film. And, uh, you know, but Yes and no. So we get the Red Room. We get uh, a little background into Budapest, right? You know, Budapest has been a, a major thing that uh, was was talked about but never explored between Clint Barton and Natasha Romanoff uh, and still never was. So someone made a good point. Uh, Del Reed, it's, he's uh, somebody that uh, runs a company called 26 Shirts and, and basically uh, is like the the king of Buffalo when it comes to community mm-hmm. outreach, things like that. I follow, I follow him on Twitter. Uh, we've had him on one of the uh, podcasts for, for different podcasts I do. Um, he, he made a good point. Like he, he doesn't did before he watched the movie. He said, I don't know if I really want to delve into Budapest. Like that's one of those things that's cool that they know about that we don't need to know about. I agree. I think that was one thing I didn't really need to see because Budapest had, had nothing to do with, the the backwater program, yeah. I mean, it, it it had relevance for so. Again, spoilers. The only relevance it had was explaining um, Drakov's daughter's death, because um, Drakov yeah. obviously survives uh, basically uh, an explosive trap that Clint and Natasha apparently set up. Um, yeah, but, the, then, but so that yeah. so I real quick. Sorry, not to interrupt you, but no, no, um, no you go ahead. The, I, that 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 scene it, that's a good explanation as to explain the taskmaster and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not what Clint and Natasha were referring to. When they're fighting, Clint says, "This reminds you," or she, uh, Natasha says, "This reminds in the Avengers level." Uh, Natasha says, "This reminds you of Budapest." He goes, "You, me, and you remember Budapest much differently." We're talking, you know, that that itself had to be some kind of 
battle of war between like after, some like, military uh, yeah it's, yeah like an aftermath of yeah it has nothing the, to do yeah. with the bombing like that so i'm glad so what i'm trying to say is i'm kind of tangenting a little bit no, no, no. um i'm glad it was never explained in detail i'm okay maybe it does get explained in hawkeye coming up which we're probably gonna get that but for now keep testing those two and let it be <laughs> um it, i am happy you mentioned taskmaster um which it, interestingly enough is probably it's honestly the most forgettable aspect of the movie um i thought it, i thought he you know so oh. I thought Taskmaster would have a much, much larger part. Yeah. To the uh, whole. And that is sort of what I wanted to get your uh, perspective on. Were you a fan of the choice they made for Taskmaster? And if not, how do you think they can correct what they did in the movie? So I, I think you and I talked about this, obviously, after the movie. Um, for me, I was really excited for Taskmaster because I, I know the history of Taskmaster, right? I can't remember his name, but the guy that is the Taskmaster in the comics um, has a photographic memory, and that's how he learns to fight like all the Avengers or any of the characters that he fights. Main, uh, main, uh, it's Black Widow's main villain, right? That's her, that's her, like, you know, the Mandarin to Tony Stark in the comics, Taskmaster to Black Widow. They, they've always had the thing for years and years and years in the comics. Um, there was there was really none of that. Like we get that. So for, you know, so this is totally a spoiler thing. We're gonna put spoiler when we post the video. Um, Drakoff is the main villain, obviously, of Black Widow. Uh, he is the one that runs the Red Room slash the Black Widow program, and his daughter was killed by Natasha and Clint Barton. That well, presumably so, back in Budapest, and. We go and get a reveal that the Taskmaster is, is, is the adult version under mind control of Drakov's daughter. And I, if Matt and I talked about this. I am 100% okay with, with uh, I guess, switching the gender up, right? Like, that's fine. But they, by, so love it. I, I'm okay with it. I, I, more than okay with it. I, I accept it more than anything. They nerfed her. They nerfed her. Because by letting her use technology to 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 be Taskmaster, it undermined who and what Taskmaster was. Taskmaster was a straight tactician. If you guys have played Spider-Man PS4, you'll see it. Spider-Man PS4, there's a side mission with the Taskmaster. He learns every punch, every move, every kick. That's just in the game, but in the comics or or the Marvel Avengers video game, the man is a beast. Like straight from the mind. That that's what that's what makes Taskmaster so cool, right? And they nerfed her in a sense that okay, technology is going to teach you how to do this instead. And I get it. The MCU is super tech, not techno. Oh my god, I can say it. Technologically driven. Um, and, and I get that. And it, it makes things a little more realistic. But Taskmaster, you can give him technology, or her in the sense, technology to fight. Sure. I mean, obviously, they're going to need a jet pack to fly and the sword and all that stuff. I get it. Guns, all you know, that's fine. But to undermine what Taskmaster really is and nerf the female version of Taskmaster, 
it, it, it undermines the comics. It undermines what Taskmaster means is essentially supposed to be. So my theory, and I think I talked to you about this too, maybe that's not the real Taskmaster. Maybe the Taskmaster that's known is is the one that's known in the comics. And sorry, for love of me, cannot remember his name. Um, and they got the idea of Taskmaster from him, and then just gave her the technology to try to do the same thing because she didn't have the photogenic memory. Um, that could be a possibility, right? Like uh, to yeah. this point, again, um, throughout the film, we, we get the typical Marvel, you know, final act, the, the yada yada, so on and so forth. We find out Jacob's daughter was under uh, my control as well, and they 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 spike her with the same um, chemical that that got Yelena out of out of it in a sense uh, of the program programming I guess, uh, and she, suddenly Jacob's daughter is cured and Taskmaster doesn't want to be angry anymore. It's like that Taskmaster never turns good. But let's get this straight. Like at times he can be some semblance of an antihero. But he is not good <laughs> at all. Like he has clear intent to not be good. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I I don't. What are your thoughts as far as Hasmaster? I mean, nerfed. Um, not nerfed. So like ridiculous. <laughs> uh, you you said everything to a T. Um. Like. I'm just disappointed. Like, the the reveal was something I should have known right when they had mentioned Dreykov's daughter. Right. Um, And then when they mentioned her again, I was thinking, oh, no. Because I was, I knew for a a fact, like, uh, based on the body structure of the character, Taskmaster was uh, gender flipped. Not, I, I do not have an issue with such. Um, as long as you treat the character with respect and falls in line with the comic. They didn't do that. They disrespected the character. They nerfed her to a T in the movie. And his reliance, her reliance on technology rather than photographic memory is, it, again, like you said, it, it contradicts uh, what fans of the character you know, see of, uh, see of her or him uh, from the comic. Right. So um yeah it just i that made me upset you know i was i, I was, it, I, wasn't I, a fan of that whatsoever <laughs> i was yeah that was sad um but you know uh all has to do is pull another mandarin situation and uh who knows later down the line we'll have uh taskmaster go up against yelena the real taskmaster against yelena or hawkeye you know we don't. Oh, no. We just don't need that. I mean, like, I don't want another Mandarin situation. Give us, give us the characters as they're meant to be. I don't care about gender. That's you can do whatever you want. I mean, that doesn't make a difference to me. But states of source material besides that, don't nerf. And I think we talked about this in the last episode of, uh, of the Loki review. I was ha- happy that we, it seemed like Marvel was leaning towards. Buffing characters again, yeah. Like Scarlet's 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 uh, powers have been completely increased, right? Um, Loki's powers are, are in, they're increasing. They're you know it seems like Enchantress is 
essentially Sylvie is trying to teach him how to enchant more and use his powers. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we see classic absolutely. Loki use powers, the similar, if not better, powers than what Scarlet Witch was able to do. Yeah. Man, I would say Scarlet Witch was actual reality. Loki was an illusion, but still. They're buffing characters. Like, I think Kevin Feige is like, you know what? We're done. We don't need the nerf. Like, Captain Marvel is going to have the full yeah. powers, which I think is going to help improve that film. Um, Scarlet Witch is going to be super improved. I think Doctor Strange is going to be even stronger. Um, I love it. Like, give yeah. give us the full power. You know what you do if you think that these characters are overpowered? Then give us strong villains. Doctor Doom us, right? Came to conquer us. Alter, reality altering, super powerful need Captain Marvel at their top of the strength to have a slim pickings of a chance. Absolutely. and uh, Because these, I, these villains can be strong. Yeah. They're just scared to show the OP of it. I think this falls in line with development. You know, we, we need to see a natural progression of a character's ability before they reach their fullest potential. Right. Um, you know, I, this is why one of the reasons why I think Captain Marvel is among, in my opinion, probably the worst Marvel movie. Uh, one of the worst. Sorry, one of the worst Marvel movies. I apologize. Um, just because Dark of, World. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I yeah. <laughs> so um, because she is such, she's rel- so powerful to begin with. Uh, and uh, Re Larson, of course, you know, it, it's a very talented actress. She won an Academy Award for a reason. But the direction they gave uh, gave her with that character is horrendous was horrendous like she did not give a good performance and i don't know if maybe their intention was to have her be the sort of like robotic or like mindless character who slowly uncovers her past uh, which i think was probably the intention but i hate that so much and this is sort of a, a kind of a, a theme we talked about in loki where um you know, like all, all of the hunters from the TVA, you know, their line delivery are, are line deliveries are weak. Um, and of course, the justification, well, maybe they're just so focused on their job or they purposely don't have emotions and they're just trying to show how the TVA manipulates every single one who find themselves in the organization. There's plenty of incandent explanations for why. I'm just not a huge fan in that direction. Others will happily disagree. And again, you know, I, I think um, disagreements are necessary for conversation. Um, though I will say, uh, go, going back to what I said about sort of the whole direction, I mean, conversely, every side character here, uh, it, it's fine. Um, Yelena, I really like. Red Guardian um, had like one funny line. It's just uh, Har- Har- David Harbour's Russian accent was a bit off, like a bit off at times. But, you know, like... Uh, it, it was just a Marvel movie. Like, I, you know, I, yeah. I can't really, like, nothing is inherently, like, awful about the movie other than the the very poor-looking CGI in the third act. Which, well, so it's, a, it's a trope for Marvel. I don't know why, but... He's making it even simply more, I guess, more simple. Oh, my God. Much more simpler. Sim- oh my God, simpler for me. Uh, mm-hmm. Struggling here with some words. This for me is a Yelena origin story. And that's why I rated high. That's simple. For me, 
Are you look at it as the Elena origin story more so than a send off for Natasha. It it increases the film for me. That that's just what it comes down to. And uh, Red Red Guardian, good good character, good. I think we both agree, good, not great, good. Um, Drakov as a villain, yeah. I mean, like, there's just too much going on in the MCU that goes unexplained for too long, right? So like, we have a super soldier that's just sitting in a prison in Russia, right? We have the Black Widows that this whole time could never find out Hydra still existed. Right. Or did Jacob even care? So why not have it that explained? Right. Why did, why did Jacob not care that Hydra was around? Or did he even know? Yeah, right. Just, you know, it's just, there's too much. Like, like, I mean, did it, I almost feel like Black Widow undermined Falcon to Winter a little bit. The whole pur- purpose of Black, uh, I'm sorry, Falcon to Winter is these vials should create more super soldiers. We don't want more super soldiers. Then there's one in Russia just sitting in prison, or at this point, there's one just out there. Like, where is Red Guardian this whole time? It's been seven years, or well, more so. Right now, they're in 2024, so it's been eight no, years. You're, yeah, you're. So, yep. 2024. So eight years. What the hell was Red, Red Guardian doing this whole time? Um. You know, I'm um, not a fan of that. Loki finale uh, this week. Uh, what's it? No, I'm joking. Spoiler: Red uh, Guardian is in the castle. Huh? Yeah. It's gonna be, it's gonna be but crazy. like, it just—I think one of the issue, like one of the main issue, I have like Drakov was such a like an uninteresting villain. He gave like it, like the typical like monologue. Oh, I could have, I could have killed you. I have you under my control. And then um, th- there was like a, such a terrible, like honestly, probably the one of the worst lines I ever heard. Um, it was like I, you, you remember it, where like uh, Scarlet or uh, Natasha goes, um, like br- like break the nerve or whatever. Like mm-hmm. he basically like he's like yeah, break the nerve, and she's like smash her nose on the table. I was like, what the hell? Why would you write that for her? Like that was so that that was so cringeworthy. I was like I was like what? Because I thought maybe she would say something more. I mean, I, I definitely like I was like whoa. I mean, I, yeah. I, I would say cringes and like weird obviously cringes and like damn what the fuck <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i mean like obviously like the i cannot imagine just okay in your nose but like <laughs> i just don't know why she would explain that you know what at the end of the day uh i i understand what you're saying i agree that this this works more as a yelena movie um but again this has black widow and the name is will forever be attached to Natasha Romanoff right. or Scarlett Johansson. So, um, you know, but I, I think I am excited for the future of Elena. Uh, and of course, there is a certain post credit scene. And uh, what, what were your thoughts on uh, what they showed? I think the post credit scene is phenomenal. I think uh, so. I better than a movie. So I I want to give out one quick theory. Uh, since we're you're just finishing off with the Natasha comment, of course. I don't think Scarlett Joe slash Natasha is done in the MCU via multiversal. I think we will get her back. It will be a different arc, a different Natasha as a whole. And remember, I I don't think this is what they're doing now. I don't think Kevin Feige is purposely putting out shitty product. 
because he thinks the, the multiverse can fix it, right? But do keep in mind, they can do so if they need to, right? Yes. So Taskmaster can be fixed with the multiverse. Natasha's uh, story can continue with the multiverse. Yelena's arc can be improved by Natasha still being alive via the multiverse with the multiverse. Is that the plan? No. Should it be? Absolutely not, because you don't depend on things like that. So, but I, yeah, yeah. I hold out hope that it's possible to fix so, whatever happens. What What I will say is that if they were going the multiverse route to bring in an ultimate version of character, bring an alternate version of Tony Stark, I would have no issue, because one. It would not undermine the original Tony Stark sacrifice in Endgame. Number two, I want to see him interact with Reed Richards. I'm sorry. I, so I, 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 I cannot. I don't know if they find a way to bring him back, yeah. bro. Like, because I, I, Robert Downey, you know, I, respectfully to him, he's not busy. He's not doing anything other than producing an HBO series right now. Maybe he has, like, yeah, I mean, they could, there's, there's a, projects they'd want to have Iron Man involved in, right? Like Secret Wars and things like that. Um, I mean, even even with uh, oh my god, the Nick Fury, Nick Fury series, uh, Secret Invasion, Secret Invasion is coming too. So, I mean, they 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 got some options, so options are out there for sure. Uh, I don't disagree, and and uh, you know, I, I wouldn't mind them back. I, I will say this, and I think this is what you're saying too. If you bring them back, they better do it the right way. Yes. There's, and I don't even know what you don't even know. Seriously, I don't think anybody knows what that right way is. Not at all. We'll find out when that's presented to us. Like I will decide at that moment. Yeah. Okay. This is like, if if maybe Reed Richards being involved helps. Yeah, I just I want to see him in Iraq, man. Really do. They gotta, but we'll see some some AI. Yes. I think we'll see some AI with him. You are absolutely right. I I think Marvel needs to play their cards correctly. They, um, it's a very saying, fine line because that yes. that arc, the Infinity arc, had a, a fine purpose in the end of it, right? Yeah, so, so I I mean I said before, Tony's arc ended by Iron Man three. Yeah, like, well, sacrifice like, was purely overall, was purely uh, a, a no, I. Oh, I'm sorry. You go ahead, bro. No, no I'm saying his, sacri- his sacrifice is literally like I was the guy that created the Avengers and I needed to be the one to save the Avengers, right? Like, that's that's what that was. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> For sure. His arc and, was done. Yeah, and I of agree. course, yeah, and Tony is, again, among the, the higher tier characters in Marvel, uh, in the Marvel MCU, sorry. Um, you know, like, it's just interesting, but I nevertheless, I definitely don't want to sort of get off topic. Um, yeah. But actually it's kind of funny because maybe this was a bit of a change but we can sort of connect back to uh, my original question uh, which pertains to sort of the future uh, of the MCU more specifically uh, what the future has for uh, Yelena um, and that future is hinted at in uh, the post credit scene uh, shown uh, you know at, after the movie it was over so I was curious um, sort of one uh, what your overall thoughts are Number two, uh, how do you think X, I don't want to sort of spoil it, you'll be explaining, but how does X, Y, and Z, how do you think X, Y, and Z uh, will play out? So we'll go through the post credit scene. Super big, heavily spoiled, heavy, 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 
heavy spoiler here. Okay. Sandy, shake my hands. You guys looking? Still going? Okay. Post credit scene is Yelena at this is obviously post blip at this point. After Natasha's sacrifice in England. Yelena goes to visit her grave, says uh, sister, Avenger. Um, and then Valentina from Falcon and Winter Soldier, the woman that appeared to get John Walker recruited for something, which is something we've been debating on this this young podcast for a little bit. Valentina goes up to Yelena, already seemingly having some kind of relationship with Yelena. Okay, so obviously at this point, we can assume Yelena's already a part of what we, you know, Matt and I think is either the Dark Avengers or the Thunderbolts, Thaddeus Ross. Now, I'm leaning more towards Dark Avengers. I want to I want to say so. And I say this for a reason. We know why, because something else happens in the post-credit. Did you know they came out with a Marvel one-shot with Phil Coulson and Jasper Sitwell? Did you ever watch that? The Marvel One Shot. So Marvel One Shot is an added scene they add to they feel they feel will will be fitting to the MCU canon, right? The Marvel One Shot is Phil Coulson, Phil Coulson and uh, Jasper Sitwell after Incredible Hulk, saying that 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 uh, Thaddeus Raw. No, who is it? I'm sorry, uh, Shield. Wants abomination from Thaddeus. Essentially, like to to get us lean more towards the the She Hulk series, okay? And I'll send you the video in a bit. So basically, it's it's Phil Coulson saying Shield wants abomination. Ross has him. We but we don't want him. Like so so Sitwell and Coulson did not want him. The Security Council wanted abomination. The World Security Council. So in that scene, Sitwell's like, well, if we don't really want him, meaning S.H.I.E.L.D., we need to piss Ross off so Ross says no. Who can we send to piss Ross off? Cut scene. Post-credit scene with Stark going up to Ross to piss him off. Because we added that, that post-credit scene. I don't know yeah. if you remember so basically, they sent Stark to piss Ross off, so Ross could say no to sending ab- Abomination to Shield, which is just crazy. So, I, I I don't think Ross has anything to do with Valentina. I think he's his own entity, just based off of that scene in itself, right? So, if that's the case, there's only one other option we're leaning towards, which is Dark Avengers. Which, which, if those who don't know. A lot of the Avengers in this comic line, in I think there's multiple comic lines with Dark Avengers, but in one of the comic lines, uh, the the Avengers are essentially hunted and either prison, you know, sent to prison, or well, I guess essentially sent to a prison, not a literal prison, or killed. And in this post-credit scene in Black Widow, Valentina says, "I have a job for you. Do you want to get the guy that killed your sister?" Meaning. Natasha. And the picture is of Clint Barton. And do you recall, like, right now the Avengers are in shambles. We've got Falcon that went through all he went through. Technically, he's still an Avenger, yes. Uh, Winter Soldier is not an Avenger, for all we know. 
He's just a guy that kind of works for the government. And, and to this point, Sam isn't really calling himself a ninja right now either. We got Scarlet Witch out on the run. Who knows what the hell's going on with Doctor Strange? It seems like he's going through some shit right now. He couldn't show up in, in WandaVision. <laughs> mm. um, and uh, as far as we know, Loki's just, just not around. Or not Loki, I'm sorry, Thor. Thor's just not around. Uh, Bruce is in shambles. And, and arguably, with Abomination being confirmed in She-Hulk, Bruce is bound to get hunted down as well. <laughs> so, man, Valentina's got some some uh, some dark thoughts, if you want to call it, with the Dark Avengers, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know what your thoughts as well, man. Um, yeah, she would definitely make for an interesting antagonist um, for the Hawkeye series. Though, chances are uh, both characters will make up and say, listen, uh, Clint will say, listen to my side of the story. Um, I did not do this to Natasha. We we're on Vormir. She sacrificed herself to save me, as well as the rest of the universe, etc. Um, so I imagine she she might just be the antagonist for the first few episodes, the first three possibly, um, which can explain why Hawkeye enlists the help of Kate Bishop uh, since they're on the run constantly. We even I'm not sure if you saw a concept art that was released uh, way back when. Of uh, both Kate Bishop and Hawkeye, or Clint, whatever you want to refer to them as, um, in a car going down, like, or basically a red car going downhill uh, with their bow and arrows out. So they clearly they might be on the run uh, for a temporary period of time. Uh, and we also saw from, uh, I'm not sure if you saw as well, but there's like lead set photos of criminal organizations that made an appearance from, from the comics, uh, Hawkeye comics specifically. Right. Uh, opening fire on Kate Bishop and Hawkeye. So perhaps Yelena is hiring uh, these organizations to sort of... How uh, do you know? I mean, Kate Bishop may be working with Yelena at first. Who knows? I mean, Yelena could have said, we, you know, they know how, how valuable it is to have a master archer. Kate could have just been trained as a widow as a master archer. And, or <laughs> and, and somehow hired, they... Yeah. Or you don't know. Get, or hired to get close to, uh, to Clint. You know, perhaps to some degree, right? Her, Until uh, she learned who he is, and, yeah. and you know, perhaps positive offer, things happen. Yeah, perhaps they yeah. offer a bunch. I'm not great. I'm not familiar with Kate Bishop's backstory, but let's assume she's uh, impoverished and needs to take care of her family. Perhaps she right. like a variety of opportunities. Say, hey, listen, uh, I, I heard you're you're a fairly good archer. Right. Well, I also know someone. You know, get close to him and wait until he's as most vulnerable. So I can attack, or you can. Right. Uh, maybe they might not go that direction, but again, there are a number just, of possibilities. I, I think uh, it would be dope to, if they started off the Hawkeye series with him just being, tra- like basically gunned down by, uh, Yelena's crew, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I, it'll be absolutely crazy, and uh, uh, I'm excited to see where they explore with it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what else? So, uh, since we're on a topic, I it's not necessarily a change because. If anything, Hawkeye is a continuation of what we uh, see uh, in Black Widow. Uh, for the Elena character, that is. Um, do you think Black Widows or... Uh, well, two things. Do you think uh, the Black Widows as well as Ronin will be explored? So Black Widows, obviously, from the organization. And then mm-hmm. Ronin, well, which is a flashback, which would be like a flashback to when uh, he was at sort of a figure in the five-year gap. So 
Yeah, I mean, there, there'll definitely be some back, some backstory and, and some, um, you know, I think a lot of what he's going to be dealing with in the Hawkeye series is ramifications from being Ronan, right? I mean, he he essentially killed terrorists. He killed uh, drug traffickers. Uh, I mean, every every evil thing that was going on in the, in the quote-unquote normal world, he killed someone in him. <laughs> so you don't just get away with that, right? Like... <laughs> There, the whole series will be literally everyone, including Yunana, wanting him dead. Uh, that that's a guarantee. That's a fact. And the why would be cool. So I think you and I uh, talked about it in private as well. Uh, a Ronin prequel series would be awesome. I think literally a six to eight episode series with each episode being called Yakuza. You know, we see the Yakuza in Endgame. Uh, Taliban episode two Taliban you know every major leader he tried to hunt down how and when he did it straight action can you imagine that like, yeah like an anthology can you imagine series. that a literally literal anthology series you just it's almost Mando-ish like yeah. bounty hunter-ish right that would be a hell of a series they can't do that now with Hawkeye I think it's going to be a little Kate Bishop and Yelena and other things focused but god give us a Ronin prequel Man, that that end game scene was yeah. probably one of the better scenes. Him hunting down the Yakuza. I will say, I would love for the first episode just to be him as Ronan. I love it. That, that would be an amazing pilot episode. That, that would it would, and you know why? Because it's going to tell us why everybody's hunting him down there. And, and this, then yeah, this exactly. is what he did. So, this is the ramifications of it. This is who suffered from it. This is why they want him dead because of it. Yeah, and it's not just Elena. Yeah. You know, I think Leanna is going to turn back to his side eventually. We all kind of respect that. Yeah. Um, but I, I listen, brother. I'm I'm beyond, 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 beyond excited for for the Hawkeye series for sure. And this is obviously with the post credit scene was a huge setup for it. And again, I think this film as a whole was a setup for future projects projects in the MCU in general. Uh, Red Guardian has got some a little more explaining to do with this uh this super soldier that he's got going on. So. Uh, we'll get that, and we're going to get uh, obviously some more Yelena, hopefully, in the future as well. And um, do remember, Kevin Feige did make his comment that he's done with multi year contracts. He wants people to sign on film by film because they're genuinely interested, and I think he's going to multiverse them out if that's not going to work. So I- I'm good with that. I don't want them to only be there for the money, I don't want them to only be there for uh, uh, for what they think is going to be successful. No, you make it successful, right? Like you come in here as a character, don't depend on the MCU to make you great, you make the MCU even better than what it is. That's yeah, where I your mean, job's yeah. I think Kate Zardo will probably be all, like uh, writing multiple iterations of scripts uh, to involve certain characters. Like maybe they have like a like a set amount of characters in mind um, for certain movies or series and then they'll, they'll adjust it accordingly if actor declines the opportunity. Um, because I, I guess in a way they're, they're in a contract uh, because uh, the actors or actresses are working under Disney. Uh, but I, I would agree. I agree with the decision not to have multi-year contracts or multi-movie contracts because it, it, there's so much pressure involved. And you have a literal obligation to them. There's nothing you can get out of. Right. Um, and I'm sure everyone in MCU wants to explore different projects and not be stuck playing the same character for years. It may be uh, sort of... They may have passion and it can feel rewarding to play a character uh, 
you know, that, that can affect audiences emotionally and Marvel fans emotionally. But it goes tiresome, you know, and unless like the director or screenwriters are giving them sort of new stories to work with, you know, they'll, they'll get bored eventually. That's what happened with Hensworth. And then we obviously saw him sort of uh, reignite the passion he had for the character in, in Ragnarok, uh, right. courtesy of uh, Taika Waititi. So well, I, totally, to piggyback off that quick comment, I I think it's it's totally a two way street. It's one, you know, one side of the street is we want you, we meaning Marvel Studios, want you to be genuinely excited for this film. You know, as an actor and actress, we want you to bring your best self to make this even more elevated. Part two is the Mar- Marvel Studios has to do this correctly for them as well with directing, with writing. You know, it, it, it's absolutely a two way street in the sense that like you can't just expect one side to do better than the other and make the other better. You work together to make it one great film and make that person and then the studio excited to continue to work together. You know what I mean? Really? I don't want I don't want Brie Larson to continue with Hector Marvel. She genuinely hates it. You know, and and uh, honestly, with all the feedback she's gotten, at least seen on, on social media, everybody's kind of the same accord with us. Like they're not they're super underwhelmed with that film. So, you know, she could easily just become more disinterested because of stuff like that. No, lock in. Get Marvel Studios to wake the hell up and get this next one popping. You know that's 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 the job of a studio is to make it great. And uh, uh, it's, it's totally a two way street. I'm with you on that for sure. But we are running out a little bit of time here. Uh, listen again, Black Widow for myself, just a great film only because of uh, me seeing it as a Yelena origin story, along with it being the first film in theaters in quite some time. Uh, I just I'm so excited for Loki episode six coming up on Wednesday. We're obviously going to do an episode with that, bring Derek on. Um, and uh, Shang Chi's coming, baby. We got Shang Chi coming uh, later on in the fall. We got Eternals and then straight into Spider Man. Three more Marvel films. So uh, this year, yeah. Also, we have a little show called What If in August. Oh yes, oh yeah. Oh, definitely get into that. I'm just speaking movie wise, but yeah, What If is coming as well. Uh, the Hawkeye series is obviously coming as well. Miss um, uh, Marvel should be coming in uh, late this year as well. I think yeah. it's be coming before Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. Um, we got a literal shit ton of content coming, which uh, all of us are just super excited for. So we can be heroes this year to stay, baby. We're doing this thing week by week, day by day, as much as we can, and we're going to bring as much as we can to you guys. Uh, that you, you know, you're all welcome to come in and talk about it as well and argue with us. So. Uh, Matt, of course, you want to tell them where they can find you? Yeah, it's going to be Instagram, Matt underscore T29. Uh, as always, thank you for the support uh, and for getting through sort of uh, the blank screens that happen over off cam, trying to sanitize and blow my nose. I didn't want that to sort of uh, disrupt uh, anything John was saying. And obviously, uh, I'm surprised I did not see his once throughout the entire time. So I am very uh, impressed with myself. Um, you know, again, Thank you, thank you, thank you for the support. We are going to continue uh, making content uh, for you guys. Uh, we have the Loki finale coming up. Uh, we plan on taking just a small, uh, a small break. Um, Bad Batch is still uh, taking a little bit to catch up on. Uh, there's a lot of episodes. Uh, obviously, there's 16 overall, so um, it is difficult to sort of. Uh, I mean, we go off on a lot of changes, so maybe it's not that difficult, but uh, there isn't a ton of content. 
uh, to discuss within a 20-minute episode, a 26-minute episode even. Um, but eventually, when that series ends, we'll be doing a, a full review uh, on everything as a whole. Um, but yeah, there's sort of uh, a bit of insight on what to expect from us. So thank you again. Yeah, of course, you guys can find me over at uh, John underscore OTS on all platforms. Uh, head over to YouTube.com slash OTS guys and uh, drop a subscribe. Every view you guys give us, we truly, truly appreciate it. Love this weekend be hero stuff, baby. Listen, <laughs> we out here. You know what I mean? More stuff is coming nonstop. We got Marvel, Star Wars, so much content coming for you guys. We love it. We're excited for it. We're going to continue to give our reviews. Mostly wrong, mostly right. You guys will hate it. You guys will love it. But you know what? You're always going to love us. We can be heroes. Peace. Peace.